Hello, word nerds. Welcome to this podcast, which is my podcast. Mine, mine. It's all mine. I own it. I do all the stuff. Uh, it's called the dictionary. You probably should have learned that already. Okay, let's get to the words. The first word is chemotactic. C H E M O T A C T I C. Chemotactic. Adjective from 1893. Involving, inducing, or exhibiting chemotaxis. And chemotactically, chemotactically, sure, uh, that's an adverb. And next is chemotaxis, noun from circa 1887, orientation or movement of an organism or cell in relation to chemical agents. Next we have chemotaxonomy, noun from 1963, the classification of plants and animals based on similarities and differences in biochemical composition. Chemotaxonomic, taxon, taxonomic, there we go. Chemotaxonomic is an adjective. Chemotaxonomist, nope, chemotaxonomist, that's a noun. I keep on adding syllables, adding syllables. All right, next we have chemotherapeutic. These are all one word, by the way. Adjective from 1907 of relating to or used in chemotherapy. Chemotherapeutic is also a noun, and chemotherapeutically is an adverb. Here we go with chemotherapy. It's a big one, noun from 1910. It's a short definition, though. The use of chemical agents in the treatment or control of disease, as cancer, or mental illness. I did not know that they used chemotherapy and mental illness. It's a very broad term, right? I never really thought about that, but it's therapy for physical or mental ailments uh, um, that are using chemical agents of some kind. Uh, and chemotherapist is a noun. So it can be a whole wide range of things. But of course, we always think of it uh, with cancer. I really, really, really hope I never have to do this. And if you've gone through chemotherapy, oh, so much respect to you. It sounds just terrible. Um, all right, next we have chemotropism. Chemotropism. This is a noun from 1895. Orientation of cells or organisms in relation to chemical stimuli. You know, a lot of these chemo words, they get used in very specific situations by scientists and chemists. Uh, so I don't understand them. Okay, where were we? That was chemotropism. Now we have, we're changing it up. We have no more chemo words. Now we are in an, the next section. This word is chenille, C-H-E-N-I-L-L-E, noun from circa 1739. One, a wool, cotton, silk, or rayon yarn with protruding protruding pile, P-I-L-E. Also, a pile face fabric with a filling of this yarn. I do not understand what the word pile means in this context. A pile face. I don't know. When I think of pile face, I just think of maybe a whole bunch of faces in a pile, or what would what would it be if you have a pile face? I don't, I don't get that. A bunch of stuff just piled up on your face. Okay, number two, an imitation of chenille yarn or fabric. This is French, and it literally means caterpillar, from Latin canicula, which is a diminutive of canis, which means dog. 
How did dog get in here? Uh, that is from its hairy appearance. So it looks hairy, or it is hairy. So they thought it looked like a dog, but then that became caterpillar, maybe because caterpillars are hairy oftentimes. And then it became the French word for the caterpillar, which is chenille. Anyway, there's more at the word hound. So if you got some chenille, you can thank dogs and caterpillars for its name. Okay, next is Chenin Blanc. Uh, this is two words. First word, C-H-E-N-I-N. Second word, B-L-A-N-C. Noun from 1913. Any of various white wines ranging from dry to sweet, made from a grape origin, originated... What? Orig? It just says orange. From a grape origin grown in the Loire Valley. Origina originally, that's probably the word. From a grape originally grown in the Loire Valley. This is French, duh. It literally means white chenin, which is a grape variety. You know, we've been a day off, haven't we? So today we've got Chenin Blanc, and then but yesterday was Wine Day, National Wine Day. Um, also, a couple episodes ago, we had a kind of turtle, I think. But then the day before that was World Turtle Day. So do I need to do I need to shift everything over a day? No, that would be silly. I've already planned out all of the letter C day by day. So I guess I guess I don't know. Yeah, that, I'm not going to do that. Okay, moving on to Kinopod, C-H-E-N-O-P-O-D, Kinopod, noun from 1555, any plant of the goosefoot family. Goosefoot, well, Kinopod, pod means foot, would Kino mean goose? Let's look at the etymology and don't just guess things. It is from the Greek, chin, which means goose, plus podion, which is the diminutive of pod or pus, which means foot. And there's more at the words goose and foot. So, yeah. But why is it called goose foot in the first place? Does it, the, do, the, do the leaves look like the feet from a goose? We might have to post a picture of this kinopod. But, uh, yeah, it has nothing to do with pods. Somebody might look at that and say, well, they're, where are the pods? It has nothing to do with that. It literally means foot in this case. Which foot? A goose foot. Kinopod. All right. Next, we have Chongsam. Chongsam. C-H-E-O-N-G-S-A-M, Changsam, noun from 1952, a dress of southern Chinese origin with a slit skirt and a mandarin collar. This is from uh, Chinese language, uh, specifically uh, Guangdong. Uh, I'm assuming it's pronounced the same, Changsam, but it's spelled C-H-E-U-H-N-G, dash s-a-a-m chongsam and it literally means long gown we've probably seen this right and it never knew what it was called um i guess i could post a picture of that if you want to see what it looks like okay next is check spelled c-h-e-q-u-e it is the chiefly british variation of the seventh definition of the word check but the first form of check Next is checker, spelled the same silly way. You silly Brits. Uh, this is a chiefly British variation of the word checker, obviously spelled with a C-K in the middle. Next we have cherimoya, C-H-E-R-I-M-O-Y-A. Uh, you could also change the E at the beginning to an I. Cherimoya, noun from 1736, a round, oblong, or heart-shaped fruit 
with a pitted pale green rind that is borne by a widely cultivated tropical American tree of the custard apple family. Custard apple, ooh. And then also just this tree is called the cherimoya. The scientific name is Anona cherimola. And this is Spanish cherimoya. That's that. It's a Spanish word. Next we have cherish. It's a verb. It's a verb. It's a verb. Is it only transitive? I'm looking for the intransitive, and I do not see it. So I think it's just transitive. Um, From the 14th century, 1A, to hold dear, feel or show affection for, as in cherished her friends. Yeah, you really should do that. I, I try to be thankful for everybody in my life. Well, most of them. I cherish them. Uh, I also cherish you, my listeners. I really do. I don't know any of you, really. Um, I know a couple of you, but uh, I do cherish anybody who listens to this ridiculous thing. Okay, 1B. To keep or cultivate with care and affection. Synonym is nurture, as in cherishes her marriage. No, his marriage. Cherishes his marriage. 2. To entertain or harbor in the mind deeply and resolutely, as in still cherishes that memory. A synonym for everything is the word appreciate. Cherishable is an adjective, and cherisher is a noun. Let's see what the etymology has to say from Anglo-French. Cheris, that's a prefix. It's a stem of cherir, which means to cherish, from cher, which means dear, from the Latin carus, and there's more at the word charity. Next we have... Chernozyam or Chernozem, C-H-E-R-N-O-Z-E-M, Chernozem, noun from 1841, any of a group of dark-colored zonal soils with a deep, rich humus horizon, humus horizon, okay, so humus, it's not the humus that you think of, not the food, there's only one M in this case, so I'm just going to say humus, because I don't know how else to pronounce that. Uh, deep rich humus horizon found in regions of temperate to cool climate. And examples of these regions are the grasslands of Central North America. And Chernozemic is an adjective. This is Russian uh, from their word uh, cherny, 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 which means black, plus zemlya, which means earth. So it, it just means black earth. Chernozem is black earth. Uh, yeah, it's a dark, rich horizon soils in a zone thing. I was just being silly there. You get it. All right, next is Cherokee, capital C-H-E-R-O-K-E-E, noun from 1674. One, a member of an American Indian people originally of Tennessee and North Carolina. If somebody said to me, where were the Cherokees? Where are the Cherokees? I honestly have no idea, but maybe I will try to remember. Tennessee, North Carolina, that area. Number two, the language of the Cherokee people. Um, and then the etymology, I mean, you'd think obviously it comes from the Cherokee language. Uh, it says it's probably ultimately from the Creek word, C-R-E-E-K, Creek. That would be another group of uh, American Indians. Uh, so their word, Kalaki. C-A-L-A dot K-K-I. Obviously, I do not know the proper way to pronounce that, uh, but interesting that it 
comes from a, a different group's word, Cherokee. Yeah, interesting. All right. Uh, and then our last word is Cherokee Rose. Two words. Cherokee is still spelled with a capital C. Noun from 1823. A Chinese climbing rope with a fragrant white blossom. And the scientific name is Rosa Livegata. But why is it called the Cherokee Rose? That I find interesting. If it's a Chinese climbing rose, how did it become Cherokee Rose? There's There must be a story there. Okay, so we had chemotactic, chemotaxis, chemotaxonomy, chemotherapeutic, chemotherapy, chematropism, chenille, chenin blanc, kinopod, chungsam, uh, that is the skirt, check, checker, cherimoya, cherish, chernizem, Cherokee, and Cherokee rose. I have to pick cherish as the word of the episode because it's very good to cherish things. If you if you got something to cherish, you should cherish it. Why does this word sound so weird now? Let's make it sound even weirder by singing a song about cherish. I don't know how to sing a song about cherish. There are so many things in my life that I cherish. That's it. I, there are lots of things that I cherish. I am so gosh darn lucky to to be who I am because I, I don't know I have just grown up very lucky there are so many people around the world who have been born in just terrible situations or have had extremely bad luck and uh, I just I just feel like it is my duty and everybody's duty to help them in any way possible and I know that I don't really do a whole lot and I I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out like how can I do things and you know but at the same time trying to live a life that, where you need a job and all that. Uh, so I don't know. I I guess talking about things like that here for five seconds maybe helps a little bit if I can if I can change somebody's mind if I can get somebody to do something to help the world in some way and get rid of these terrible dumb systems that are just repressing people and putting them down and killing them. We just watched Judas and the Black Messiah last night, and you got to go watch it. That's my pick for best picture this year, which, by the way, tonight, I'm I'm recording this on April 25th, and tonight are the Oscars, so we'll see what happens. I think it's got a pretty good shot. Okay, let's read the holidays real quick. Worldwide, I guess this is a pretty big one. It's Vesak Day. Uh, which is a big holiday in Buddhism. I guess it's the day that the Buddha, what did it say? The day he was born, the day that he got enlightenment, and the day that he died on this day. Uh, it's also called the day of the full moon. Um, yeah, so Vesak Day. Uh, I, I, I don't really know as much about Buddhism as I should, but I, I do enjoy it. So uh, the, this is a good holiday to celebrate. In Denmark, it is birthday of Crown Prince Frederick Andre Henrik Christian. Uh, in India, obviously, it's Vesak Day. In Singapore, also Vesak Day. In Uruguay, it is National Book Day. In Poland, it is Mother's Day. What else do we got? Independence Day f- in Georgia. Independence Day for uh, Guyana. Did I say Mother's Day in Poland? Maybe. Oh, it's National pa- Paper Airplane Day in the U.S. It's also National Sorry Day in Australia. And then if we look at our uh, fun holidays, it's also National Sorry Day here in America. 
So you, you should go say you're sorry to somebody. Um, we said Vesak. It is also World Lindy Hop Day. This is one of those old school swing dancing dances. Uh, so maybe you can learn the Lindy Hop today. All right. We've, we've talked enough. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.